0: This is a podcast from the University of Manchester's Jodwell Bank Center for Astrophysics. For the full show and archives, visit Jodcast.net. Okay, so, uh... Professor Belvernell. How about Uh, Jocelyn? Jocelyn. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Jocelyn, um, welcome back to Jodrell Bank and welcome back to the Jodcast.
1: Thank you. It's great to be back here.
0: Good, good. I'm glad. Um, So, uh, uh, just uh, for any listeners that have joined us since 2007, Jocelyn Belvernell appeared on the Jodcast uh, in that year and we'll put a link to that interview um, in the show notes. And she spoke then and she spoke at the Pulsar Conference here today um, about her very exciting discovery of pulsars. But today we're going to speak about something different and uh, I'm going to ask you about some more kind of um, recent concerns of yours and in particular um, the advocacy that you've undertaken for women in science.
1: Yes, that's a, an issue that's been exercising me for a long time um, and not just me alone. Going back quite a long way there was a small group of senior women of whom I was one that met occasionally after work, of course, to think what could be done about the number of women in science in the UK. We came up with an award scheme. Initially, we were broke, so what was <laughs> awarded was a rose bowl, um, but we recognised that at least in university circles, Uh, There was a degree of competitiveness between universities and we would award the Rose Bowl to the university that demonstrated itself to be most woman-friendly. And that morphed into the Athena Swan Awards, um, which were gradually growing in significance until one day the Chief Medical Officer of Health for England and Wales announced that if anybody wanted access to her funding for research... They had to hold one of these Athena Swan awards. Attaching money to something like this makes a huge difference.
0: I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'd say that, that lit a fire under people. <laughs>
1: yes, that made it really serious. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I'm sorry that it does really take money to do it, but it does seem to be the case
0: I know yeah yeah. Mm. that often seems to be the, the way the world works and uh, I mean even though that hasn't always been so or it hasn't always occurred to people to value making their workplaces more diverse and making mm. science more diverse because I know I mean your own experience of working uh, as a physicist wasn't always ideal in that regard was it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but you think things are better now Things
1: are undoubtedly changing quite a lot. Uh, When I was a postdoc scientist, it was at a stage where women were expected to get married. Mm -hmm. So wasn't clear how much education they needed to begin with. And secondly, having got married, they weren't to work. It was shameful if a married woman worked because it meant that her husband couldn't earn enough to keep them both. And that was definitely frowned upon. And it was also proven, in adverted commas, that if a mother worked, her children would be delinquent. Oh, good God. <laughs> I think we've enough evidence now to show that that ain't true.
0: <laughs> well, or, or, or else I'm an absolute delinquent myself. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Well, we all are. Aren't we? Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I've just started a book um, by Angela Saini, um, which, uh, is about those kinds of scientific studies, mm-hmm. often inaccurate or not really well done over the years, mm-hmm. that have yes. set back women yeah. in that way. Yeah, uh, The book yeah. is called Inferior, by the way, and I right. recommend it. It's good. very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that women really have, I think, been set back by studies that have come out, like the one saying working mothers would have delinquent children or mm. saying that women's brains are less cut out yeah. to do science. And even now, even the whole scandal at Google, I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard that. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, it's just still happening, isn't it? Yes,
1: it is. Uh, what we're probably most aware of is what's happening in Western culture. In other parts of the world, the attitudes to women and women being scientists can be dramatically different. So, for instance, in China, Singapore, mm-hmm. Um, It's absolutely normal for women to be engineers, to be scientists. Nobody raises an eyebrow at all. Um, So different cultures have got quite different histories of this, Mm -hmm. which also suggests that some of
0: the the guff talked in this country
1: maybe doesn't have a good sound basis. No. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, absolutely. Because I mean, if, you know, if there's more parity between male and female scientists, say in China, it's obviously not something wrong with mm-hmm. women's brains. That's absolutely right. Yes. It's the culture in the different yeah. countries. I mean, you don't even have to be a scientist to spot that,
1: to spot yes. that trend. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, I have data from the International Astronomical Union, which is the international professional body for astronomers. And they collate their data by gender and it's very interesting. You can see the different proportions of women in different countries Mm. and you can also see the numbers in general gradually growing, the percentage growing.
0: I mean, it's good to see that the percentages are growing, um, across the board, but I wonder what it is about, uh, I wonder what the difference is between, say, Western culture and the cultures in other countries that, that, you know, that there's less parity, say, here than there is in China. I think Argentina was the best one, wasn't it? Mm, it um, yes,
1: South America's quite good. Yeah. Northern, uh, Southern Europe is also quite good. Okay. Uh, I, in this country, I attribute quite a lot to the history over the last 60, 70 years, Mm. Um, when the Second World War was happening, Mm -hmm. because a lot of men were at the front, women were out working, then the war ends, Mm -hmm. and the men are coming back from the front, and they have to free up the jobs for the men, Ah. so suddenly there's great emphasis on women as homemakers, uh, and I think we're only beginning to surface from that now,
0: Uh, I think, I mean, th- things like that that are kind of ingrained in cultures can have a really lasting effect and can really take a long time yes. to deconstruct. Yes. yes,
1: that that's my picture of what has happened. And mm-hmm. I think it's true. Um, but an awful lot is sort of local cultural habits. Yeah. You know? yeah. In the Netherlands, the children come home for lunch now that really stops one parent that, from working. Absolutely. My yeah. goodness.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, well,
1: you know, things yeah. like that. Just yeah. what's considered norm in their country.
0: Yeah. And just even little things. I mean, that never struck me before about children coming home from lunch. Of course, that necessitates someone to be there. And I mean, you know, yes. it's, uh, the unfortunate truth is it's more likely to be the woman, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. so I know, I mean, uh, an issue, I guess, that I think about a lot is, um, maternity and paternity leave. Yes. Um, I think they're better here. I mean, in, I know in Ireland, where I'm from, there's no official government stance on paternity leave. Some companies mm-hmm. will offer it, but I don't think. It's certainly not equal, and I no. think here they're a little bit better, but it's still not taken up very much.
1: Yeah, Ireland's
0: changing very fast. I mean, Ireland's making uh, with great strides. A, with, a, with a
1: president who's gay and yes. coloured, you know, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, <laughs> Who would have guessed it? <laughs> exactly. Well, I always say, because, um, I mean, people over here often joke at me that, oh, we're very religious and we're very conservative, but actually what's Ireland is making, it's one of the yes. countries now that's making huge yes. strides towards... Kind of, and, and kind of democratic strides as well, which I think is important. Yes. So we we legalized by popular vote um, gay marriage. Yeah, fiesca, yeah which that was, was a great vote, wasn't it? It was, it? yeah. No, that was very exciting yes. for us. But in this regard, we're still behind. And I think a lot of countries, even where it's a government has kind of made space for equal shared paternity leave, it's not always no. used.
1: It's not always taken up here either. Um This is going back about 10 years now, but I know of one couple, both working in a university. And they had a child, young child, and they decided the best pattern would be for each of them to work four-day weeks, but different four days. Right, yeah. So that the kid was in care for only three days Mm -hmm. a week. So she went to her head of department and said, I want to work part-time. And he said, fine, which days? He went to his head of department who said, don't even think of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's there. There are issues about still about the take up. Yeah. Again, it's getting better. Yes. But there's a lot of cultural bias to overcome.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, I think it's, it strikes me as so unfair to both people in that equation. I mean, mm. it's unfair that the mother is left at home. Mm, yeah. It's unfair that the father doesn't get to be at, at home. home. <laughs> yes. Um yeah. It's just not right for anyone. And presumably, it might also be better for the child. Equal input from. Well, it's certainly,
1: if there's equal input from the parents, the kid sees that both parents are carers. It's not the woman's job.
0: Exactly. And
1: so that doesn't get perpetrated into the next generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) If
0: they just see that as being the norm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I mean, hopefully, like you said, things are changing and I know, you know, it does take a long time, but, um, yeah, you'd hope that that's kind of the direction things are taking.
1: It's moving, but it doesn't yet show much in the statistics, um, partly because while there may be a fair number of younger women at the student age, society still hasn't changed enough that it's equal for them in terms yeah. of having a career compared with a young man.
0: Well, exactly. And, I mean, you know, for myself, kind of as an early career, um, you know, female scientist, you're kind of looking at the the numbers and the logistics and just thinking, how how exactly oh, is going that to going to, do to do work? Yes, yes. You know, um, yeah. so uh, uh, some couples, I guess, might decide, okay, well, the, the woman will go out and, and work mm-hmm. and... Um, the man will stay home with the child. but um, some do, yeah. uh, You know, which is uh, a good thing to do, but um, it almost feels like for the woman going out into the workplace, there probably still are some biases and and inequalities that that she would face that might make Mm -hmm. her fairer uh, not as well as um, her husband or her partner would if he were if they mm. were looking at okay well if we're going to decide which bus is going to go out and work you'd hope this wouldn't be the case but it almost yeah. feels like it the man might still be more likely to earn more and yes I mean the
1: employer might be f- afraid that the woman would get pregnant again I
0: know well exactly <laughs> and I mean I've heard stories of employers. Yeah. saying things like that. Yes, which they shouldn't. But no, they shouldn't, but it prison. happens. And it's, yes. It's disheartening.
1: Yes, it does. But we also have to recognize it's not just employers. Um You know, you you hear parents saying, well, I'm very happy if my son does science engineering, but my daughter... Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember
0: when I came over here to Manchester first, uh, speaking to my boyfriend's aunt, and, uh, she was, I don't think she'll be listening to this. <laughs> um, she was asking me, you know, um, how are you getting on over there in Manchester? And I said, grand. And, and she said, are there any, um, do you know any other Irish girls in the department? Yeah. And as it happens, I do know one now. Um, but, yeah. uh, I didn't then. I said, no, no, there's a, you know, there's, um, not a lot of irish people and there's not a lot of girls and you know not many girls um do physics and uh, she kind of thought for a second she said yeah i suppose it is a very hard course all right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. and i didn't i mean i still kind of don't know her well enough to to, <laughs> to speak my mind <laughs> yes. But yeah. I was sitting there sipping my tea, going, Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, just attitudes. Yeah. I had someone tell me that's no way to find a husband. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I wouldn't mind only like it's 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 old fashioned and it's also not true. There's no. way more men than women in yes. this world.
1: So. Well when I started secondary school uh The boys got sent to the science lab and the girls got sent to the domestic science room. Oh my god. No discussion. No choice.
0: Oh, just, that's the way it's going to be. That's just the
1: way it is. And I mean,
0: did you accept that? Did you? No,
1: no. (laughs) No, and nor did my parents. So the next time the science class met, Mm. there were three girls and all the boys. (laughs) Well, uh, um, and I came top in that class. And I'd love to think the school learnt something from that. You'd hope, wouldn't you? But I think it probably takes more than one it freakish is. thing like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Well, I mean, it was lucky for you and the, the two other girls that, you know, you had f- supportive families yeah. who um, yes, we did, would not then. tolerate yes. that kind of discrimination. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, and although the school didn't learn instantly, by the time my sister, who's six years younger than me, Went through the school,
0: she at least had a choice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, even then there was a, yeah. a bit of change happening. A bit of change happening, um, yes. And I suppose, um, fast forward back to the, the present day. Um, mm. you know, uh, like I mentioned, and you know, if I didn't, I should have, we're, uh, here. I'm, I'm interviewing Jocelyn because we're here at the 50 years of Pulsars conference at Children's Bank. And, um, one thing I did in preparation for this interview was to go off and look at the list of participants and, yes. uh, count. Mm-hmm how many were male and how many were female. And right. um you no, know, there's an error margin of about plus or minus three on, on each of these figures. Because yeah. I was a bit yeah. distracted. But uh there's about 144 men here mm-hmm. at the conference and about fifty two women. Right. Yeah. S- yeah. 25%. Yes. Um, still not great, is it? And then so I compared that then to um when I was doing my masters, I went to the young European Radio Astronomers Conference, which is mm-hmm. um kind of an early career postgraduate student conference that I'm sure you're aware of, but yes. our listeners may not be. It's a tremendous one. But at that the the split was much more equal. I think it was about forty three, forty four percent women. There was it was mm, almost half. That's good. Yeah, that's really yeah, yeah. good. Um, yes. yeah, and I remember and that was the first conference I ever went to. Yep. To remember thinking, Oh, this is great, you know, yes. astronomy is so equal. Yes. <laughs> Um and then a couple of months later I went to an EVN symposium in Bordeaux and uh its gender balance was much more similar to to, this. to yes. today's. Um yes. but uh I suppose it's good to see at least that for for younger students, for early career students, there's some um, more of a parity. But we need
1: that breakdown, that parity to propagate through to the more senior levels. Yeah. And I think it's probably still the case that there's a Greater dropout
0: wastage mm-hmm. rate mm-hmm. for women than yeah. for men. Yeah, absolutely. Partly family issues, but I mean, I know. think that's a really big one. Yeah. And you know, we mentioned before about childcare. I mean, I think childcare costs are yeah. are just um I mean, for some people, it ends up not being worthwhile. Yeah. For one parent to even work. Yes. Um, because you would spend as much as you earn. You um, earn on the childcare. On yes. childcare, which is just yeah. a real disgrace. Yes. Um. So, I mean, I suppose uh you've won awards for your work advocating women in science. It's You've kind of had the role of spokeswoman mm, for yes. equality in science almost yes. thrust upon you, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about just by being a woman in science and a famous woman in science? By default, that kind of makes you a spokeswoman for women yes. in science. Um, yes. Is that a role yeah. that's comfortable for you?
1: Yes, it, it is, um, because I am very concerned about mm the sociology of of science and I'm fully aware that the most successful groups are the most diverse groups it's true. not just gender diversity but having people from all sorts of backgrounds,
0: nationalities and so on. Well I mean absolutely, which isn't even something we've touched on in this conversation, but yeah. it's a huge issue as well putting mm-hmm. a more diverse group. Even just again, from a scientific standpoint, the more diverse your sample, the more different minds and people yes. of different experiences you, yes. you have in a group. And people who come at a question from different
1: angles, ideally, and yeah. should be encouraged to do exactly. so. Exactly. Yeah. And that helps gain understanding yeah if everybody thinks the same and does the same thing um, you may totally miss the target exactly
0: mm. yeah although I suppose um a diverse group when it runs smoothly is um going to be more you know better and more productive but they tend to be a bit harder to run smoothly they sometimes. are harder
1: to manage yeah. and one of my bees in my bonnet is <laughs> I I think more of us should have training in how to manage groups of people absolutely uh,
0: which is pretty rare in academia. I mean, just to manage people at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not something we get any information about, really. No, and you can see some people doing it spectacularly
1: badly and <laughs> some people doing it really well.
0: Yeah, but it just seems to be complete happenstance. You know, some people are just, you know, have a talent for it and others don't. But mm. no, it's not really something that mm. academics are trained in. But Anyway, it's nearing 20 minutes now that Thanks. we've been speaking and uh, we have... Okay sessions to get back to, to and, where uh, so, uh, so i'm going to wrap this up but um jocelyn thank you very much uh, for speaking to us and for uh for appearing in the child for a second time my pleasure uh, perhaps in 10 years you'll be back on for a third
1: <laughs> i might be pushing up the daisy
0: <laughs> no <laughs> well thanks a million thank you, you. Know.